This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, season two, episode one, 2023. So 2023, we're calling it the year of the rhino. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. Right now, Crawley talks to one of the Cubs' top prospects, Brendan Davis on being named a two-time Cubs Minor League Player of the Year, the Futures Game MVP, and a frustrating 2022 season. Joining me on the Fly the W podcast, I'm here with Cubs outfield prospect Brendan Davis. Brendan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you, you were giving me a hard time earlier a little bit about the weather. You were born in Chandler, Arizona, which I thought was – I didn't know that, Brendan. And, and it's not far from a lot of the major league teams' spring training sites like – Ho-Ho Cam and Sloan Park were both Cubs facilities. When you were growing up, did you spend any time visiting the different facilities? I went to a few various spring training facilities, went to Salt River, went to Ho-Ho-Cum. I, I didn't get a chance to go to Sloan until, like, maybe I was in, like, high school. But it, it, it's cool, like, because, like, I spent a lot of time playing, like, tournaments at the spring training facilities. So I spent a lot of time on the backfields on Saturdays and Sundays, just grinding, had no idea that, I mean, I would be in my backyard practicing for the Cubs, you know, (laughs) five years down the road. Well, well, speaking about practicing in your backyard, I came across an article about my good friend, Tommy Birch from the Des Moines Register. And uh, just this story about you growing up on the, and in Arizona on this acreage and as a kid throwing oranges up and just hitting them all day. I mean, were you just from that age, from that young, just imagining being a baseball player? I, I loved it. I loved being outside. I loved, I loved the aspect of, of <laughs> competing and, and baseball and basketball were my two loves. And it was going to come down to whichever one I saw myself having the best, best career path with. And I think, I think I picked the right one with baseball. I got to ask a question. Does your mom still have all the animals, like all the exotic animals? So right now we have four dogs. We just had two puppies. We have a cat. We have a llama. We have an alpaca, two goats, and we just got a rooster. Unreal, man. That, that's that's yeah. unbelievable. And, and in the same article, I was reading that you would work with uh, your friend, Gage Workman, who was drafted in 2020 by the Dodgers, and that he had a batting cage in his house and basketball hoop. And, and, and uh, it looked like Gage's dad was saying that you would be sometimes, you know, you guys would be playing until like 1 and a.m. Did you always have such an intense work ethic? Yeah, he was drafted by the Detroit Tigers. And, yeah, I mean, me and him were 
pretty inseparable in high school. We did everything together. Whenever we weren't we weren't at practice, we were either shooting hoops or competing. I that that was my competing buddy. We we made everything into a game, whether it was spot shooting for basketball or who could hit the most balls to the back net off the tee. It, it was just a. I mean, looking back at it, it's a pretty pretty profound culture that we built friendship wise. And I was the best man at his wedding about two years ago. It's just one of those friendships that'll last forever. That's awesome. And so, like you said, you were a two sport athlete at Basha high school and you were playing baseball and basketball. You led Basha to the uh, title, correct? And you were named all defensive player of the year, 2017. You were even committed to play college basketball at the university of Miami. How hard was it to make a decision to continue your career in baseball over playing basketball? I was actually con- committed to play baseball at the University of Miami. I, so my senior year of high school, I decided I didn't want to just be good at two sports. I wanted to be great. So I had to make the tough decision. And I ended up letting basketball go and really focus on baseball. That's when I got my commitment. And, and I mean, the rest is in the past. And I just have continued to make strides and continue to improve my game. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and, you know, when you were drafted by the Cubs, it, you know, you, you sign in 2018, second round pick, you make your uh, professional debut at the rookie level, Arizona, but how enjoyable was it for you to play rookie ball so close to home? I talked to a lot of players, you know, and the first time they come to Arizona, they don't know what to expect you. I mean, you literally were hips, uh, skip hopping a jump away. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a weird feeling. Like I got drafted and like, nothing changed. I just went to the field and then went home to mom's house. <laughs> like my days were, were long, longer than usual for baseball, but it really, it felt pretty homey because all, all my friends were there over the summer and it, it was, a, it was a really easy transition for me. Now, you know, I was looking at your very first year with uh, South Bend, right in 2019 and you suffered a couple setbacks. You were you were hit by the hand by pitches. I mean, that, every time I still see that today, it just gets me nervous. Like how how you know how much did that frustrate you when a pitcher misses up and in like that? Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty frustrating because especially in the lower levels when guys are like the only way they can get me out is hammering me in before I made an adjustment. And if you can't control it, like the consequences on me because like you get no the pitcher gets no repercussion for hitting me other than I'm on first base, but I could get hurt. I missed like a month and a half for a finger injury because I got hit in the hand and that's just frustrating. Right. You know, you just, every time you see a player, you just, you just hold your breath and you're hoping that they're okay. But, but South Bend treated you pretty good. You got to play for buddy Bailey for the South Bend Cubs. You hit in the three spot and you were on the team in September 14th, 2019, when South Bend won the Midwest Championship for the first time since 2005. What do you remember about that moment and about that team? Yeah, I mean, I, I always say it, it's some of the most fun baseball I've ever played. Playoff baseball, whether it's minor league baseball or whatever level you're at, the intensity, the camaraderie that you build over the, over the course of the season with your team. It's, it was just awesome. It was awesome. And everybody, you could really tell, like, the – the, the flip of the switch when the playoffs turned on and it, everybody was bought in and it was a fun, it was a fun team to be a part of. That's for sure. Uh, and, and, and the cherry on the top of your 2019 season is that you won the Cubs minor league player of the year award and you were honored in an on the field ceremony on September 19th against the Cardinals. Was that your first time at Wrigley field? It was not. My first time at Wrigley field was my pre-draft workout. Like before the draft, they had a bunch of the prospects out, but 
being at, that was my first time going to a game. So that was pretty awesome. And then being able to go on the field while everybody was in the stands is pretty cool. Now, after that exciting 2019 season, which I'm sure you're looking to build upon, you get that 2020 season, the, the pandemic wipes out the minor leagues. And so you did have an opportunity. You were selected as part of what, you know, they called summer camp or as the taxi squad, you were in South Bend with like 11 other players. Uh, what was it like there? And what did you guys work on when you were there? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely worked on a ton of stuff. I couldn't completely tell you because I worked on so much stuff. Because I knew, I knew where I was in my uh, skill set and I knew I needed to improve. So we really took that time to, like, really dive deep into what I could do to be more consistent and an everyday guy and really, really have more sustained success. And we tried a lot of different stuff. And then I had the, the privilege of being able to face, like, Keegan Thompson, Corey Abbott, Justin Steele, Adbert, all those guys, and then all the guys who ended up rehabbing there. So it was, it was a really cool situation for me being such a young guy and being in a situation like that. I think that was like one of the biggest pieces of my developmental section of my career because it was like I could go through the, the peaks and valleys and not really have the pressure of having to produce like a number, like a, an average blah, blah, blah. So I, I really I really enjoyed being able to just take a step back and work on my craft. Do you think that that was a springboard for the successful 2021 season you had? Because a lot of times for me, like when I talk to younger players, that jump from A to double A always seems to be kind of the hardest one. Um, you know, you were a little bit delayed in, in the 2021 season, another injury um, with the hit by a pitch with these guys not controlling it. But then, you know, you go to South Bend in a couple of weeks, you, just, you were in Tennessee playing for the Smokies, the Cubs double-A affiliate, and you just start out hitting 278 with four homers, 14 RBIs, and 31 games. Do you think that that maybe that pandemic year playing against some of the higher-level talent prepared you better for double-A? Yeah, I, I think it really set me up to have success. I, I truly believe that. I think the Cubs did a great job with the, with the alt site and getting the young guys like me, Morell. Unfortunately, Amaya got hurt, but like a lot of the younger guys that got to go to that and participate really, really got better as baseball players. Now, you, you know, the big moment for a lot of people when you came on everyone's radar was the Futures game uh, at Coors Field in Colorado on July 13th, one day after my birthday. You, you're there. All the top prospects are there, right? And you hit two home run in the game and you're named the MVP. You're just the third Futures player to win it. The others were Alfonso Soriano, Soriano former Cub, from 1999 and yours real Diaz in 2018 to do it. Your bat was taken to Cooperstown. Um, but how did you respond to kind of like the spotlight and all the attention that you got after that futures game? Yeah. I mean, it's the futures game was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like end of the day, whether I went 0 for three or hit two home runs, like I'm the same player, like it's nice to get recognition for all the hard work I've done, but one game doesn't dictate how I am as a baseball player. And I, I try not to let that sway my opinion of anything. Well, you, you have to be looking forward to when you're a cub playing against the Rockies at Coors Field. That'll, that'll oh, hopefully. Launch, launch pad. <laughs> <laughs> that one, you, the first one that you just drilled the straight center. Oh Lord. Um, <laughs> but to finish your 2021 season, you get promoted to Iowa. So you move up three levels of minor league ball. And, you know, you were named for the second time in your career at the Cubs. This time the, the award was already now named the Buck O'Neill Minor League Player Year Award. Uh, how is that for you as far as, you know, now being recognized twice as the Minor League Player of the Year? 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was definitely special, and there was a lot of deserving guys, and I'm, I, it was, it was really awesome that the, the Cubs thought that highly of me after the year I had. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much to say. I was just happy to have a relatively healthy year and be able to be able to compete every day with my, with my guys out there. Now, a lot of scouts, a lot of, a lot of talking heads thought that you were going to make your major league debut in 2022, but there was definitely some tough setbacks. Uh, towards the end of April, early May, you're struggling at the plate, um, but people didn't know you were dealing with some back issues, some discomfort. At what time did you, at what point did you know that this was something more serious? I mean, it, it all started in spring training, which kind of stinks, but the discomfort started in spring training and it progressively got worse in the month of April on top of that being really my first month of like playing cold baseball growing up in Arizona and um, being a little delayed in my 2019 start to South Bend's year. But it was, it was just hard. It was, it was hard because I didn't want to let something like that derail my, my goals for the year. And um, it, it got to the point where like, I physically couldn't do it and I tried to play through it and I tried to, I probably tried to do too much and, and it really, it sucks. It, that was, that was one of the more, more painful things I've ever experienced. So I'm glad that I got that behind me and I'm feeling good now. And the good news is it wasn't a structural issue with your back, correct? No, it wasn't. It was a vascular malformity. So I had like a bundled up bunch of blood vessels that, clogged my sciatic nerve root that runs down your leg so like my entire leg felt like it was on fire and like achy and and I was like losing um like feeling like sensation and then it got to the point where like my right foot was numb and then that's when I was like I just can't play anymore I need to get this taken care of so how determined were you after your surgery to make it back to finish the season with Iowa and how hard was that rehabilitation process? Yeah. I mean, that was definitely, so at first, at first they said it was, um, I went to three of the best guys. They, they do great work. At first they said it was a herniated disc and they were like, Hey, your season's probably done. I was like, man, that stinks, but I'm in pain. So let's fix it. I go into surgery and the the surgeon doesn't find any herniation of the disc, anything structurally wrong. He's like, wow, this is weird. Like, cauterizes some blood vessels. I go through more testing, like, cleared. Like, we're all good. I wake up from my anesthesia, and uh, my surgeon's like, hey, like, good news. Like, there wasn't a herniation of the disc. And I was like, I was still coming out of my meds, and I was like, what do you mean? I was in so much pain. <laughs> And he told me, and it took me a few days to process it because I had no idea what he was talking about. But after that, moving forward, like, I was like, oh, my, my back's fine. Like, I just had, like, something clogging my sciatic nerve root. Like, what, two weeks? Two, three <laughs> weeks, I'll be back? <laughs> they are like, no, you, you, you still had surgery and you still have to take it step by step. But as soon as they said there was nothing really wrong with my back, I was like, awesome. How quickly can I get back out there? Cause I, I knew like I had goals of course for this or this past year and whether I achieved them or not, I really wanted to continue to improve as a player. And I think the only way to do that is to get at bats and whether I'm a hundred percent or not, I think getting at bats is the best thing for me. And I'm, I was really happy being able to get back and 
and into the swing of things a little bit, not at a hundred percent, but able to continue to progress. Now at the end of the 2022 season, you and 13 other top cub prospects were invited to the first ever prospect camp. What was that like? And what do you think you got out of it? Man, um, are you talking about the first one or this year's? This year's prospect camp where they invited the 14 of you at the end of the season and you actually caught a couple games as well. Oh, 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 the one at Wrigley. Yeah, that was that was awesome. I thought what they did was really cool. It was uh, it was definitely a different experience because it was, it was a little weird. Like games are going on. Like you're up there like saying hi to Morel and Velasquez and all the guys you had just played with and like getting to see them do their thing on the field was was really cool and for a lot of guys, it was their first time, like, really experiencing Wrigley and, like, going in the locker rooms and kind of getting the tour. I think the idea of it's a great idea. It's, like, introducing the, the prospects to where where they're striving to be. And once they get there, it's, like, not a shock. Like, it's not all brand new. Like, maybe a few things will be new, but, like, you'll feel a little more comfortable when you get your, get your opportunity. Now, you know, this has been a real renaissance year for the, for the Cubs minor league C, uh, affiliates. You know, you had three teams in the postseason. You had, uh, you know, you had got a championship in South Bend again. And so, you know, are there other Cubs players in the organization that you'd say you're close to that you like watching, watching their progress, seeing what they're doing? Yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. I've, I've made friends with almost everybody here, like the guys that I haven't made friends with are probably pitchers and we don't spend a lot of time together. <laughs> Some of my best friends are pitchers too. But I mean, the list is pretty endless on, on the talent and the, the quality of guys that we have in our system. It's, it's pretty awesome and special to be a part of. Now you've gotten to experience the craziness of Cub fans in Mesa at the minor league affiliates a little bit. You got to go to those games in Wrigley and see what it's all about. And you even came to club 400 where you got to meet some of the diehard diehards. But do you think you're prepared for Cubs convention and the nuttiness that is going to occur on that weekend? I don't know. This is going to be my first one. So I'll, uh, I'll keep an open mind and I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, and here's the thing, Brennan, is that like in the few in the past, they would call it the down on the farm session, and they would put it on Sunday when like most people are kind of heading back to the airports or going home, you know, and it was just the diehards who wanted to really see the young talent. But they they're moving you guys up into the prime time slot up on Saturday, so that has to you know feel good. Um, I actually was uh, listening to Dansby Swanson's. Uh, press conference, his introductory press conference, and they asked them about the minor leagues and the affiliates, and he literally mentioned you by name. Like, do you was that just a great feeling to you know that that guys that are you know major league stars already know who you are, even that don't play for the team? Yeah, I mean it's it's awesome, it's awesome to get recognized and and to know what you're doing is is opening eyes, and I, I really think it's special, and hopefully he'll be a teammate sooner than later. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and just for the fans out here, when you're not playing baseball, what do you like to do for fun other than golden tea? <laughs> I like to dominate my friends in golf. Um, I'm a big pickleball advocate lately. Oh. Um, I'm a big card game guy, any board games, anything you can compete, uh, cornhole, um, ping pong, shooting hoops sometimes. No, no, uh, no 1v1, but, you know, shooting around. All right. So you got that competitive bug in you. I like that. And then, uh, you know, 
when you play your first game at Wrigley Field, Brennan, I promise I will be there cheering you on. It's got to be exciting, and fans are looking forward to it. I've talked to you in the past about this. The Cubs just don't have a really good history of developing outfielders, and now all of a sudden, you know, it seems like we got some guys in the system that could really be patrolling that outfield and be a lot of fun. Yeah, I appreciate you being there. I love the support, and I think they've done a great job with a bunch of the guys that we have here. We have a, we have a huge crop of outfield guys, and I'm sure you'll be seeing a lot of us soon. Well, Brennan, thank you for coming on the Fly the W podcast. Thank you for your time, and uh, we'll be seeing you shortly. I appreciate it, Carla. Talk to you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 